So it begins the inaugural episode of Ultimate Freedom, this year podcast, a forum for learning, sharing, finding out about different people's experiences and perspectives, all types of information, both new and old, in hopes of forming some sort of synthesis that really serves ourselves in this present moment, taking and finding what are the best best bits of information, the best bits of traditions, and always like the name says, keeping an eye on respecting the opinions of others and the experiences of others. For we are different facets of that divine crystal, and so our views may differ even though we're all looking at that same one. Or I eat a lot of drugs, I don't know. So... Uh, back to this podcast. Uh, this is my friend Anthony Sirios West. He can be his website is SiriosArts.com, S-I-R-I-O-S, Arts.com. He's an amazing painter, uh, visual artist, and all-around hilarious dude. He's a mystic painter, poet, librarian, barbarian, pirate, gorilla, kitty cat. And uh, so, without further ado. Here is uh, myself and my friend Anthony Sirios West. one thing i'm good at doing is because i'm I'm wrong wrong so much yeah and i yell at people so i've gotten really good at apologizing no i'm sorry (laughs) i yelled at you i was wrong pretty much that makes it all better most of the time if you mean it people aren't expecting you you to admit when you're wrong if you sincerely mean it yes welcome are we recording now we are recording now oh nice. you've been captured uh i was supposed to rant so what is my rant going to be on today today my rant is going to be on the effect of cannabinoids on the host of ultimate freedom I'm going to start out here pretty much baseline sober. I've had a little bit of coffee. I've been cleaning. And I'm going to, at some point, move into a state of cannabis intoxication. We're going to see what the difference is and and if one or the other is better for the podcast or for certain times or types of podcasts. Today, I have with me a friend of mine, an artist, Anthony Sirius West, who currently resides on Earth. And he's here to talk about a bunch of stuff. He's looking at starting a podcast. And he's also an awesome artist, uh, visual artist, uh, painter, not really even sure uh, what the exact resume is, but he's about to list it off for you. So everybody out there in Cyberland, give a big round of applause uh, to Anthony Sirios West. Woohoo! Yay! All right. All right. Awesome. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited that we're doing this. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Me too. I'm so it's glad. taking it to the next level. So glad we got it up and running. So I bought a new uh, interface, everybody, to make my life easier, which resulted in about an hour and 20 minutes of confusion. But now we're up, uh, we're up and running, and, and we're ready to get this on. So let's start with uh, my friend Anthony here. He's uh, You're originally from Grass Valley, yeah? Yeah. Northern California? So uh-huh. he's from Northern California. We met in Northern California on the uh, West Coast. Bass music festival scene, I guess you would describe it. I, it used to kind of be the Burning Man scene, but yeah. 
those things are diverging. It's hard to tell Bring, anything. Yeah, who knows what box I fit in anymore. anymore. Yeah, totally. So there's no box. It got wet. <laughs> it's, crumbled, it's crumbled away. It's out by the recycle. Um, so yeah, we met and I saw Anthony when we first met doing an awesome live painting, uh, which reminded me of, and this is going to sound funny, but I'm going to show you one of the books. There was an element of his style and, and kind of the looseness that reminded me of the colored pencil work of Bill Pete, who's a children's book writer and, uh, nice. and illustrator yeah, you told me about that. and animator. I still yeah. haven't seen it. It's but. so funny. You're going to see it and be like, well, this is really weird. Um, so yeah, how, how about a little about yourself and what you do artistically and why and how that uh, came about? All right. Let's, let's see. Um actually in the process of writing an article just like that for a magazine so um yeah i've been a painter since i was a child um you know started out with my fingers and some some paint smearing around um but yeah just kind of evolved and did that and then of course you know was taught meditation at a young age and then that moved on after high school to going to burning man and and what was your first year at Burning Man? Um, 2009. Well, I'm definitely cooler than you because I went so, first. Yeah, well, <laughs> we already know that. Um, yeah, there was what, like 2009? There was like 40,000 people there. I heard, it was, I heard it was a good one. Yeah, they didn't even yeah. sell out. Oh, really? No, oh, yeah. it yeah, hadn't sold out to, yet. Yeah. yeah, that was 2000. And I went that first year it sold out. It was 2011. 2010, I think. I think was it 11? It was one of those. 10, yeah. I mean. 10. Uh, I went 10, 12, 14. Nice. After yeah, after 2010, I got on an even year kick. Yeah, I, I've I don't been, know if I'm going this year. I'm I've been every year, and every yeah. year I'm like, why am I coming here? Yeah, I really have. Every time I've had a good time, I've been inspired. It's like everything. It's you know, it's both. It's a diamond wrapped in poop. Or yeah, something you know. Yeah, poop diamond. But every time I've gone, I've really gotten a lot out of it, and I think that's why I don't go every year, because then when I go again, I really. It feels like a theme park plus a celebration and a family reunion. I feel like really squeezing every drop out of it. Whereas when I go every year, it becomes an obligation and it's almost like extra work. Yeah, it becomes stressful. It sets me back. Yeah. I continue to do it. I don't know. Probably won't go this year. Yeah. I was thinking of it because it's the 30 year uh, anniversary, but I'm. That's the reason not to go. That's also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's celebrate by not going. Yes. I got to make sure not to laugh at the microphone. Um, but yeah, that was actually the first time that I ever had a psychedelic experience was at Burning Man. And what was it? Um, I had mushrooms and LSD at the Awesome. It's a great combination. Well, I don't know if I did them both at the same time at Burning Man. Oh, I got you. Okay. But yeah. In within the same week. Within the same week. Dig it. Dig it. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, wait a second. That's right. I remember now I'm an artist. And what were you what were you into before you went to Burning Man? Were you were you heavy into the art? Were you into uh, sports? No, I was. Uh, I had had the artist, um, I guess bullied out of me by by playing sports. So I, I was like, oh, wrestling, art's, art's wrestling dumb. I'm gonna I'm gonna just play sports and be a football player, which I was horrible at. For me, it was wrestling. Wrestling was the extinction of drawing and sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, no, that's for girls. Like Oops. no, that's for humans. That's a human. That's human thing. Hallelujah. Yeah. So <laughs> that was that was my realization at Burning Man. I was like, I don't like playing football or <laughs> beating people up in martial arts class. You know, yeah. I I like yeah. the spiritual aspects of things a lot more. Well, Let's do I, some I, like spiritual I, martial arts and some I, art. I kind of like beating people up in martial arts class, but only gently. Well, I mean that I totally agree with that, but. More on like a, a balanced. Yes. Well, it you know, depends I on was, the philosophy of your school. I was totally, I was totally in engrossed in the world of like 
MMA training and um, gym. I was a gym rat. Yeah. And Me too. Did uh, lifted weights and uh, went to the the you know like the bars and I support did martial arts. I don't support going to the bars. But. I totally support weightlifting, but not in the sense of uh, how I was doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've actually more recently been coming more into balance with that. I guess the old part of me, you know, I'm like, wait, that is that is still a piece. I need yeah. to be doing that. I need to be practicing martial arts. I need to be lifting weights. But now I know how to do it in a healthy way rather than a unhealthy way like I was doing it before. Very much so. And for, for maintenance, for strength, for physique, but not, not out of just pure ego drive and rage. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the other thing I noticed is uh, the difference in how before I was doing it, um, now that I'm more mindful and I've been able to cultivate that, it was kind of out of like self-loathing in a way. Like I go into it trying to make myself better. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Whereas now I go into it with like an appreciation for myself. Yeah. And it's different. It's totally different. Yes. You know. Yeah. Going with my a lot of us battle battle like body dysmorphia. It's not just women or and anorexia. It's most yeah. humans, and for men, a lot of times it's the the other thing. Cause I when I I broke my collarbone, I lost a lot of weight, and when I started working out again. I would look in the mirror and I would think I was still really skinny and out of shape. And after about a year and a half, this was this will date me. This was back when we used to take film to a place and get pictures. And then you bring the pictures and, and you'd have pictures. There was no computer stuff. And uh, I went and took some pictures from a fish concert and turned them in. When I got them back, I got them and I had this pro wrestler neck. I had the traps that were like this, like the giant triangles. And I, I looked like a football player or like a little miniature fullback. I looked like, you know, Barry, uh, Barry Sanders or something. I just lost it, but I couldn't see it in the mirror until I saw that picture. Yeah. And then once I saw the picture, all of a sudden I could see what I actually looked like. So I understand that. And I, I realized at that point, the same thing I had been going to the gym out of a feeling of lack inside of myself that I just had to finally continue to explore and extinguish by, accepting and integrating it and same thing i learned how to just go to the gym and, and work out for the fun and for the maintenance and to see what i'm made of and yeah I'm, and what i'm capable of yeah it's interesting the the body dysmorphia stuff is so real i've gone through it like many times you know when i was when i was like 18 19 before i went to burning man it was like three to four hours a day in the gym i was working at the gym <laughs> oh damn and i would wake up in the morning and I would go to the gym for two hours uh-huh. and I would go home and I would eat and I would take a nap because I like killing myself by working out. You know, it was like yes. total overtraining. And then I'd go back and work at the gym and then I'd stay after my shift for two more hours. No way. Yeah. And this was like wow. seven days a week. Um, that is, and I would like look excessive. in the mirror and be like, I'm not big enough. I'm not skinny enough, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I was like 209 pounds and my arms were like 18 inches. And I, Crazy. How tall are you? 6'2"? Like 6'2". Six, 6'2"? Two? Like six, two. Six, two? Yeah. It was, like, it was ridiculous. I was like rock climbing. I was like jacked. And I just yeah. thought that I was... You can't see it. I was like, I'm overweight and small. Yeah. And it's like, that's retarded. Yeah. Now I'm like... Now I actually, because of that, you have a practice. I like... Tr- when I'm meditating, I... It's like an eyeball cleaning practice. I uh-huh. like visualize my vision being cleared. So psychologically, I can see with like, uh, without my opinion, I guess, overlaying my vision. 
it's helpful for a lot of things, including mm-hmm. my art. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, because it it goes on, on into your art too. You look at it and you're like, it's not good enough. You know, that's this isn't this isn't looking good. This isn't the way it should be. Very much so. And then when you clean your vision, you're like, oh wait a second, that's that's awesome. Nice. It's like psilocybin tends to clean the vision really well. You're yes. like, that's what I I painted that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's yeah. what I look like. Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas when you're not, when you're totally in a different headspace, you're like, you can't even see, you're like blinded. I find that it, for me, mushrooms do all of that. And maybe for the first, a lot of times for the first hour or so, they're, they're not that fun for, yeah. for myself personally. They usually get me pretty good. And I think that's what sways a lot of people away from doing them. But I find after that first, you know, hour, 45 minutes, whatever, sometimes it never comes. Sometimes it takes longer. But after that, it is just the most gentle, beautiful check-in with the fact that I'm okay, that the world is beautiful, that there is a harmonious frequency or signal that we can all tune into. Yeah. Yeah. It's that it's that hour-long uh, tuning process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the tuning process is rough. Oh, I'm a human with organs and I got to poop. Yeah. And <laughs> your body shakes and shivers and yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, and then it's like the veil's been lifted. You're yeah. Like, oh, cool. Now, yeah. We can, now we can paint. Yeah. That shivering... Is a is a uh, it's a, uh, like a, a way to, for the body mind to get trauma out of the body complex. Is it? Yeah, I mean, according to some, I nice. I, I couldn't cite you an actual study or, or scientific based paper that that claims that that I know of. There though there might be one, but well, it's like in the Tibetan book of the, the An- living and the dying, right? Animals the, do it as well. The and, different you know, the yeah. different things that happen to you: the shivering, the cold, and the hot, and mm-hmm. all the different things that your body is doing. And yeah, science doesn't really explain it, but the well, yeah, they're moving towards it. It's, it's Western they're, they're science doesn't it. explain it. No, they they will eventually, but not, not at the moment. I just got Tim Leary and Ram Dass's, uh one of the, not a first printing, but a fairly early original copy of their uh, book, The Psychedelic Experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is I a slightly translated Westernized version. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do a hosted uh, reading of that sometime. Well, it's like they wrote it as a guide, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. One of my favorite books by Timothy Leary is called Psychedelic Prayers, though. And these little couple line poems that he's you know a book small book about a hundred 200 pages of just little poems he wrote that are just some of the most succinct and subtly beautiful poems i've ever read yeah it's very interesting timothy leary and ram das it's like imagine what the western world would be like without those two dudes right Twi- even, the twin pillars imagine. yeah 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 and they come at it from both the opposite directions very and much they so. meet in the middle yes it's a yeah. trip. Yeah. Very much Literally. So. <laughs> um, so Burning Man, you're uh, flying through the spirit world yeah. and you reconnect to your art. And so you just started pencil drawing again or did you start building? Was there something there that really um, s- that you saw that put you over the top as to what you were going to start doing again? No, it's been a really interesting journey, actually. Um, so, you know, you the first time you have a psychedelic experience you're like the veil kind of gets lifted and you almost feel a little crazy mm-hmm. for a while you're like wait am i am i nuts did i lose it it's like yeah you did but yeah. it's okay <laughs> very true very um, true <laughs> and actually bringing it full circle with the ramdas thing so i get back from uh from burning man totally like what what the fuck just happened to me what is you know what did i just see experience feel like what is really going on this i'm questioning everything which was great um 
And then my best friend at the time, his mom, she, I walk into their house and she looks at me and she goes, how was Burning Man? And I was just like, it, it was, it was interesting. And she goes, I think you have something for you and I think it'll really help you. She walks away and she comes back with two books and they just happen to be, be here now. Yes. And the only dance there is. I don't know. I, what, what is that? Only one? dancer is, is by Ram Dass as well. Oh, okay. Excellent. And that one's amazing. Yeah. Um, is it similar format or is it just a more, it's not, it's, it's not as out there format. Gotcha. Um, okay. it's kind of, it's kind of more grounded. It was a later book. It wasn't like in the, you know, the midst of the craziness, like, yes. like be here now was where it's yeah. like mostly pictures and ramblings, Yeah. which is good. Oh, it's um, excellent. But, excellent. uh, be here now is more, um, more about kind of the Eastern science of it, how they, you know, different mantras mm-hmm. and how they do it. And it talks a lot about his own experiences with, um, with Neem Karoli Baba. Yeah. And other, other gurus that he went and met and oh, learned from, cause no I way. guess he didn't yeah. just learn from Neem Karoli. Cool. He went to a different, a different guru too, um, that was recommended by him. And he goes there and by he, Neem Karoli Baba yeah. to him. Yeah. Okay. He's like, Oh, you need to go meet this person and this person. And, um, there was one experience he talked about in it where he meditated in this like dungeon. Yeah. And he said he was in the dungeon basically and, um, repeating a mantra for like days. And when he came out, he didn't hear anything else except for the mantra. So no matter what anybody would say to him, he would just hear the mantra. Like it became the, the only sound the universe was making, which is really interesting. Yes. And send the universe for <laughs> I, I totally understand um, what you're saying in that. Uh, it happened just uh, when uh, my friend Chad came, uh, who did that, and uh, we played music together. And we were maybe a little irresponsible and spent the last four days sleeping three or four hours a night just because we were having these musical moments. But the same thing was happening to me just from lack of sleep and intense exposure to music that you're walking around and you're just hearing the songs you played. And then all of a sudden, like you're hearing new songs as if someone's playing them yeah. in your head. Yeah. That's kind of how, what happens when you're doing art. Yeah. You're painting and painting and painting. And then all you ever see is ideas for paintings. And <laughs> then I forget that there's other things going on in the world. Yeah. And sometimes I've got to stop painting to remember that I'm still a human. Yeah. You know, Very. I get so caught up in the creative process. Then I start to get overwhelmed. Yeah. There's too much things to create. Very much so. Um, it's kind of like, a Kind of like me and our friend and you, Ken, always joke about the sit down and panic moments. It's like a repeat. It just on endless repeat. Just yeah. like create, 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 yeah. create, create. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. Actually, take a breath. Yeah. You know, it's yes. like a psychedelic yes. moment. Yes. You just find yourself walking past the same like road sign. You know, you're like, um, I've been, I've been here. I've, wait a second. I can't get out of here. I can't get out of here. <laughs> Oh, it's so true. What do I do? There's only one moment. There's only one moment that exactly. actually exists. Exactly. Just sit down and panic. Sit down and panic. Yeah. Go to your dungeon and just repeat this mantra. <laughs> <laughs> Freak out. And then yeah. once you're done. You can come back. We, yeah. can, we can play this game we call life some more. Yeah. Get on your to-do list. A little bit, though. Um, but yeah, anyway, Ram Dass was, uh, was an interesting, interesting inspiration for me. Awesome. Definitely helped me out. Awesome. Um, that's, yeah. that's interesting because I'm very much a Learyite. So well, 
I'm a, I would say that I walk uh, the, the middle path, you know, I'm, I'm all about it. I mean, like we've discussed, we're all going to the same point. Very so much so. it doesn't really matter which way you're going to go there. You're going to get there eventually. That's, that's really the, the overarching truth. Yeah. I think, so, um, you know, the bottom line is there would be no Ram Dass without Leary. True. In, in all honesty. Well, that's one of the things that's really I, I'm just so amazed by Timothy Leary because beyond the psychedelic renaissance that he definitely helped spark, uh, you know, a lot of people try to get on him for being irresponsible or whatnot. But compared to what was going on, he was far more responsible to get everybody, you know, the youth high. Anyway, notwithstanding all the psychedelic and post psychedelic cybernetic and all that other work he did, he was a brilliant psychologist before all of that. Yeah. If you get online. You can read papers uh, that he uh, uh, from speeches that he gave to certain, like the APA, the American Psychological Association, a couple other subgroups of that. When he's just describing the games of life and people's personalities, and he just breaks it down so effortlessly and so succinctly and so correctly. In fact, the U.S. government still use uses psychological tests that he created for the military, as well as for categorizing the prison population. Um, and his Eight Circuit Model of Consciousness. Did I give you the book Prometheus Rising by any mm -hmm. chance? By no. Okay, I'll give you a copy. Uh, it details, it's Robert Anton Wilson, a, a badass author, detailing Timothy Leary's Eight Circuit Model of Human Consciousness, which I want to go into it another time. It's, I don't even want to, it's just. Yeah, you, I can just, I can imagine. Starts at the base and, and works up. You know, it starts at the base from the most proto-human. Well, it's like, it's like the chakra system, right? I think I've heard about it. Similar, yeah, it has an analogy to, to it. Yes, very much so. It's like the yeah. scientific psychological version of that. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Um, I mean, you, oh, so, uh, this one funny story. So Timothy Leary, do you know about him uh, being in prison and escaping from prison? I didn't know he escaped. Yeah. Okay. So he went to prison because he started running for governor and Ronald Reagan was the governor at the time of California. And Reagan was so afraid that Leary might get elected plus Hoover and the FBI and all these evil fucks. That they they planted some cannabis on him and they busted him, I believe, in Texas, uh, and they sentenced him to federal prison. Well, one of the things you do when you go to prison is you fill out a couple psychological questionnaires to assess if you're a flight risk, if you're a danger to yourself, if you're a danger to others, etc. Well, the test Timothy Leary took is the test that he designed, and so he answered the questions in such Welcome a way to the Matrix. as to show that he presented <laughs> the lowest flight risk possible. And so he got put into one of the min most minimum security prisons that the feds had. And then the weather underground paid. Oh shit. No, no, I'm sorry. The brotherhood of eternal love, which they were a psychedelic smuggling ring out of California paid the weather underground. Who was a bunch of students who had defected and formed a radical group for uh, defected from SDS, the students for democratic society, the brotherhood of eternal love, paid the weather underground to break Timothy Leary out of prison. And they did. And then they flew him and somehow smuggled him maybe on a boat. I don't know, to Angola where he met with, uh, Eldridge Cleaver, who is a, one of the heads of the black Panthers, who at the time was in exile in, in Angola. And then he ended up living there until they had a falling out and running around Europe and, and all that. But it's just a funny thing about that, the test he designed, he, you know, he filled it out. I'm, like, I'm not a risk. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy that they didn't even realize what they were doing. No, no clue. No clue. It's just like, here, let's give this dude the test that he invented. Yeah. They were just, you know, engulfed in fear and paranoia and their ego. 
it's kind of how the ruling cabals of the world still kind of are you know yeah very much so 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 in the trip in through ramdas um yeah meditation so um in yeah in through ramdas it kind of uh brought my life to that point in like this interesting full circle um you know uh as a as a child i actually like speaking of psychologists um yeah my parents you know were divorced when i was really little and everything and i was like this angry little fucker when i was a little kid so my mom used to take me to like child psychologists be like oh what's going on with this dude you know let's figure out why this kid's so angry oh but uh for some reason they couldn't figure me out and (laughs) and uh it was like this joke and it's a joke to this day because my mom took me to you know, countless child psychologists and they were, they would all tell her, I don't know what's going on. He, he, he messes with me. He's messing with me. And like, they'd ask me questions and I don't like remember it vividly, but they'd ask me questions and I would basically answer their questions, how I was supposed to answer their questions unknowingly, just like, so they could never get to the bottom of it. And finally she talked to this woman who was like, who's a child psychologist, but also, um, a little bit more new agey at the time and she was like there's nothing wrong with your kid you need to teach him how to meditate awesome and so she awesome taught me how to meditate awesome and um so yeah so then reading Ram Dass I was like oh this is my way you know like psychedelics are really cool and I totally respect them and think that they're a useful tool but for me it was like no I've been doing this since I was a kid this is the way that I do it yeah you know um so yeah, so that's what I've been doing. I mean, yeah. I've taken psychedelics since then. Mm-hmm. I went and did a ayahuasca ceremony, which was really eye-opening. Mm-hmm. That was like taking you through the eye of the needle. You nice. Know? It's nice. like yeah. coming out the other end. So yeah. that was really good. But then even that experience, the spirit was like, so uh, don't come back. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You're good, cool, buddy. Thanks. Go do She's like, stuff. yeah, what are you doing here? You know, that was like the conversation, like, this isn't for fun. I don't know why you're here. You don't need to be here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm here because it's, you know, I thought it would be a good experience. She's like, you already know what's going on here. Stop. Stop coming back here. Awesome. You know, just go home and do your work. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. I'll, uh, I'll get back to it. Thanks. Awesome. You know, so that's, yeah. I mean, I still get kind of guff from a lot of the, you know, our culture. Like, oh, ayahuasca is amazing. And it's like, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That doesn't mean that I need to take it. I know? think that there's a lot of different modalities that are that are acceptable and of equal importance or weight, and I've run into that as well. What I've noticed from most of the people I've been, I'm associated with, and my friends is, though they felt that way at a moment, they've kind of matured in their view a little bit and calmed down. Yeah, that was one of the things that first turned me off to it. Like it's something I've been interested in in for a long time, but. The moment people were coming at me and telling me like this is the one and none of my acid experiences meant anything to me and like you know blah 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 because this is the only one and it's the only one where you get it and etc it was just like okay you guys sound like jehovah's witnesses to me a little bit i don't yeah. want anything to do with this you know so but uh i think it's i think it's valid i think it's really amazing i've only had a teeny bit of it in my body but I, i'm looking forward to doing more of it but i'm just looking for a slightly different modality than i've been offered so far yeah, that's kind of, I'm on the same page. Um, I'm also, I, I look at the ayahuasca culture in the same way as I look at the guru culture. Bing. Um, 
you're just using a plant as a guru, which, you know, in a lot of shamanism, the plants are viewed as ascended beings that came back and manifested themselves as plants to be teachers. So there isn't really any difference there. Yeah. Um, But it's not that I, I wouldn't say I'm wary of the guru or the plant medicine systems that have been in place, but I also understand that. I mean, people disagree with me, but I think it's inevitable that any being, plant or human, has some agenda. And Probably. so, you know, even if you, it's an enlightened plant being or whatever, there's some kind of agenda. It's playing out a part in this big scheme of things. Yes. And I personally would rather find my own part to play and listen to my own inner voice. Yeah. Um, you know, I still would love to go and do a retreat with Ramdas and just meet him and connect. He lives in Maui too, so that's yeah. it's not such yeah, a bad that's gig. A plus. But, uh, <laughs> it's more of like a thing, just to, from one being to another. Be like, wow, I really respect what you've done. Yeah, I really respect what you're doing. Yeah, um, you know, it's like going and seeing Ama. I don't know if you've ever gone and seen the Hugging Saint Ama. Uh, no, I haven't. I have a. I have a. It, it's funny. It'll kind of bring this whole thing you've said full circle. Uh, I have a little tiny little Amici story, which goes like so. Uh, a friend of mine, I won't say his name until I get permission to say who he was. He went to go, uh, back up, back up, back up. 20, God damn, I'm old, man. 12, <laughs> 17 years ago or something, like a really long time. <laughs> back prehistory, 20th century. I got one of the Ama thing, and, and I was like, oh, interesting. And I had this, uh, one of my friends who's kind of just, uh, just somebody I bounced ideas off of. He was another probably 10 years older than me and, and more well-traveled. And, and so anytime any kind of like psychedelic, spiritual, whatever stuff came up, I would I would bounce stuff around him. So I, I go and I skate over to his house. I'm like, hey, brother, what do you uh, what do you think of this Amachi thing? Because all my friends are wanting me to go and it seems cool. And like, what's the deal? So he says, uh, well, I used to live at her ashram in India. I'm like, no way. Nice. And he, he shows me some pictures. And him with her and like the whole deal. I'm like, wow, crazy. And he's like, yeah. So I was there for a little while, almost a year. And uh, at that point, I made my decision. I'm going to live there forever. And I'm going to be one of her disciples and devotees and help her with all the stuff and blah, 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 blah. And so I tell my superior what's going on. (coughs) And uh, the next day, Ama comes and gets me in the morning. And she's like, hey, come with me. Let's go for a walk. So I go for a walk with her. And this is not me again, my friend. He's telling yeah. me the story again. And, uh, and she turns to him while they're walking uh, uh, along the little path. And she says, why are you here? And he looks at her really confused and gets kind of upset. And she says, you don't belong here. And he says, what do you mean? And he's almost about to start crying. And she said, everyone who is here is sick. And the sicker they are, the closer they are to me so that I can help them. And you're Okay. So you have to go and make space for somebody who's not. And he said, okay. And he packed up his stuff and left. And so he told me that story and I was like, oh, awesome, dude. I'm not going to go stand in four hour in a line for four hours to do anything. Like I'm cool. And I went and I skated on the beach instead. And, yeah. And yeah. that's, which does not detract from it. If, if, no, if your if trip is that, that, like go for trip, it. Go yeah, have totally. fun. Cause my friends who trip. went and they waited, you know, four or five hours in line with their token and they got to hug her and leave. It's really, it's really interesting that you say that because I experience things in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just kind of the way that my life works. And so I just embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex-girlfriend is her parents are Ama devotees. Uh-huh. And um, 
of course, when I was with her, we have we have to go see Ama, right? So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll go see Ama. You know, it's yeah. an experience. I'm already I'm on my way there. I'm not gonna stop. You know, I'm like, you're yes. going, I'm going with you. This is happening, so let's go see Ama. Yes. And I hear the whole time, oh, you know, it could take eight hours. Like, I'm gonna wait eight hours in in a room to go have this woman give me a hug. Yeah. I'm like my grandma used to give me hugs all the time. I didn't have to wait. <laughs> you know, it's the same. It's, yeah. it's like the same yeah. thought for me. Let's and, just uh, hug each other. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, we get there and uh, somehow we end up like getting bumped to the front of the line. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Weird. VIP. You know? Yeah. Hey. Oh, you're here. Kind of vibe. You know, like dunk, 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 up to the front and we go up there and uh, I kneel down and she's looking at me and she like reaches over and like there's this little like. I don't know what she's doing. There's like this mud stuff that she plops on people's third eyes every once in a while. Gotcha. Never met on one before. I like go up and kneel down. She like gives me one and like gives me a hug. And I looked at her and I'm like, look, and I look behind me and I see all these people. And it's that same vibe that you're saying. It, they looked sick. Yeah. And I just was like, I'm not sick. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I could see that she was this grandmother energy, just like ayahuasca. Yeah. That was healing people with her hug and her love, just yeah. like ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is doing it in a different way. Yes. And um. Yeah, I just gave her a hug, and it felt like I was hugging my grandmother. Yeah. And then I was on my way. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. and I definitely felt different, but I felt like I was hanging out with my grandma. Yeah. You know, the rest of the day. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things. It's like I'm not. Yeah. You know, I guess it's the same thing. Yeah, and I I don't mean to say that. It's just a two each is reach thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that was my, not. that was her, her words through my friend who knows, you know, what was actually said, whatnot. But, uh, I think most people really are feeling a, a lack. I mean, most people I look around, they are feeling some sort of sadness or emptiness. And while I'd say I'm far from perfect, I've just been lucky enough to, in being an only child and spending a lot of time in nature and in doing a lot of psychedelics by myself. I've just gone down and looked into the hole. You know, if you keep going down and you keep going down and keep going down, you come to a point where you gain a knowledge and acceptance of yourself. And what you see at the very center of yourself is the seed of all creation. And then you realize that there's an internal spring inside of yourself. And then your need to seek outside of yourself kind of it is no longer needed at that point. And you can begin to decide what things harmonize or resonate with you and, yeah. And I see a lot of people not feeling like that. I feel see a lot of people feeling lost and not knowing what their life is about, not knowing what they want to create. And so I understand those modalities built to help people and there definitely need to be more of them. So I'm not in any way trying to diss any of that. Yeah. I'm just cool, I'm, man. I don't I'm, need to stay sit in line. I'll go on a bike ride and be like, Oh, Oak tree. Well, yeah. And that's the realization that I was having is like, okay, so, you know, I spent how many hours to drive down here? Mm-hmm. How many hours to, you know, it was still, I still waited an hour and a half to two hours to see her, even though it was like bumped to the front of the line. Yes. And then, you know, and then I spent how many more hours, like five more hours in the car because it hit traffic. Bay Area traffic trying to get home. Yeah. It's like, so I just spent a day to go give this woman a hug. I could have been at home. Yeah. Creating something that inspires more people. Very much so. You know, and that's, that's like why I create the art, you know, it's like, yes. okay, so what's the best way to use my time that makes me the happiest yes that also is healing people that may or may not be sick yes you know it's like yes it's like uh 
you're like bringing the an image into being that um that is embedded with like experiences that you've had um meditations that you've undergone you know changes in your life you're making little signposts for people yeah exactly. hey this way this way guys this yeah. way it's yeah. like oh i've been there before i've yes. seen that and it's like yeah. it's always the best feeling to have that validation for sure yeah just to look at me like, oh good oh good I'm oh not. good oh good I'm it happened to crazy. someone else yeah. if i'm crazy i'm at least equally as crazy as that dude awesome yeah <laughs> um and you know i i actually find more of that happening when i meditate rather than when i do psychedelics so that's basically for me why i don't really do them anymore it's Dig because it. i cultivate more vision and more inspiration through meditation and everyday life yeah than anything else so it's really interesting you know some people are doing their other thing you know yeah. like alex gray loves the psychedelic realm and i love to get high there. i really do my main problem is <coughs> i'm so doing so many things that i just keep months keep passing i keep not getting high yeah which is a bummer that's but almost in a natural progression too you start a podcast you I start a gonna, band you're i'm like, gonna keep getting high can just keep getting it. high enjoy eventually it. once i can talk to my people and schedule out a free i just i really wish there was one hour at lsd you know or even one hour mushrooms whatever one hour anything one hour mushrooms just one hour like one dmt is cool but it's like 10 minutes it's like woo, not really you know what i mean it's like watching yeah. a music video i've never I've about never the source of it. everything i've never I, done it it's um, fun oh um, yeah ayahuasca told me not to do it oh yeah interesting so yeah so i'll listen that happens to me too. I get, I get, I haven't eaten uh, mammals for the 20, this is my 21st year of not eating mammals because uh, I was in my kitchen on Sepulveda Boulevard, super high on mushrooms. And I heard a voice above me, like literally above me in my apartment where nobody was right behind my head in my kitchen, yell at me not to eat mammals until the store doesn't work. And I just looked around. I was like, well, okay. Disembodied voice. No problem. Good job. I'll, I'll try yeah. it and see what happens. And it's such clear advice. Well, Don't I, eat mammals until the store doesn't work. And it's like, this isn't a cement thing. If the yeah. store stops working, please yeah, get, eat mammals. But get you some right food, now, buddy. you don't have to do that. Exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. And it was something I probably was just a concretization of, of my thought processes because I was just going through the dealing with the pain and suffering that, that you know, high order mammals have been enduring and the way they're slaughtered and the way they're kept and, and so I think it was partly that too, but I, I you know, I, I decided not to question or think or even try to prove or whatnot and just follow the advice for a minute, see what happened. I started pooping better. I started feeling better. I started having more energy. I started feeling even lighter. And I was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then one time I was, you know, just eating and told somebody that story, like, what about chickens? I was like, holy shit. I don't know. I got to go figure it out. And so <laughs> I did a bunch of mushrooms. And at some point I was like, what about chickens? And the mushroom that, you know, I was looking at this field of mushroom beings cavorting around and making all these, you know, visual pun jokes about their manifestations and changing and morphing. And one of them looked at me and, and, and said, make sure you say thanks to every chicken. I was like, wow, okay, cool. No prop. And then I went, I went back about my thing and reported back to my friend and the mushroom said, say thanks to every chicken. He's like, oh, all right, dude, cool. Let's go get some chicken. Yeah. Chickens are interesting. Like any, like you're saying, any mammal meat that I eat, I definitely feel more suffering. Yeah. But chicken, as long as you say thank you, doesn't really. They're just kind of like, quack, quack. okay, cool. Yeah. They seem like a beautiful, miraculous little food packet and they delivered they, to us from the higher power to eat. They're just yeah. running around being food. 
Yeah, and they're just like doing their thing. You know? <laughs> they don't look at you with the same way. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I still think they should be pasture capped. I think they should be ethically slaughtered. I don't think one animal should have to see the other one be slaughtered. You know, that was one of the things that really got me with the mammals was how they just it's an execution line and you can just see all your buddies getting the nail gun in the head one after the other. You know, as you as you walk through the line. No, no, they've totally redesigned it, right? They they put them through a thing so they get confused first. That's their new excuse, no. right? They like put them through some trail that they have to follow so they forget and they don't think that they're gonna die or something. Like oh. this is this is weird. It's weird. <laughs> We've come up with a solution. We're gonna fuck with you. We're gonna before you. we kill you. I need you to turn around ten times before we bolt you in the head. Ah, oh. yeah. Remember, so, we're off that. on we're off on the meat tangent. Yeah. Where, yeah. where were we? Uh, psychedelics are good, but you don't have to use them. Um, you do need to come up with some sort of way to get a grip upon or learn to defuse your ego. And uh, Burning Man's okay sometimes. I think that's uh, working out's okay sometimes, as long as, once again, you have the proper attitude and mindset. Yeah. And uh, so back to your art. You came back from Burning Man. You got these two books. Yeah. And what was the next progression into you getting back into painting? Um, yeah, let me think. I haven't thought about this in so long. I've just been in the flow. I haven't really looked back on how it happened. Um, yeah, I guess I I was in Chico. I remember now. So I was in Chico. I was driving back from Chico, actually. And uh, I'm I'm looking up at um, no no it, before that step back quick rewind um, so I go to the junior college that's in my in my town I'm like oh I'm gonna go look at what it would take to do college get an art education okay. and so at this point I was still kind of like in this psychedelic realm of like uh, signs and patterns. You know, I, okay. you, I'm sure you've been there where it's like you notice something and you're like, wait, I'm noticing that for Intense a reason. Intense synchronicity is starting to manifest everywhere. Yeah. For a reason. That's when you start to begin down the plant medicine path or paths like this. Yeah. That's magic. one of, that's one of the, uh, one of the, uh, signposts on the way. And I yeah. find still to this day, though I tend to be really fairly grounded for whatever reason, just doing to my, that's the one reason I do psychedelics so much because I am so three-dimensionally grounded and logically wired that they really help me to get off of my railroad tracks. Otherwise, I can really build up a head of steam like on my one track and get going. Um, but I still notice that to this day that especially when I get into the areas where I really should be doing what I'm doing, the synchronicities, the more I'm doing what I should be doing, the more the synchronicities pop up and the more they start, the universe starts waving back at me. Yeah. Kind of beckoning me like, oh, you got it, you got it. Here's the trail. Come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I'm in the I'm in the waiting room at the thing that for the counselor or whatever, and uh, I'm like sitting there looking at this at this bookshelf, which is I don't know if it was the syllabus for the all these schools or you know the course catalogs. Okay. And uh, one of them pops up at me, and it says Colorado State, and I'm like Colorado State. Oh okay. wow. I'm like, okay, cool, Colorado State, and I look at it, I pull it out, and I didn't even look through the book. I just looked at it and I held it. And as soon as I held it, I was like, okay, that's what I was here for. And I just put it back on the thing and I just left <laughs> and um, called up my mom. And I was like, Hey, I, I want to go to Colorado state. And she's like, why? And I was like, I just, I just do. That's where I want to go. 
And she's like, okay. You were still in high school or you just, no, just I, graduated? I'd been graduated. I was like 20 okay. at the time. Okay, there we go. I'm like, I want to go to Colorado State and do art. And she's like, oh, okay. You know, I want to go for illustration is what I said I wanted to do. And apparently they have a pretty good illustration program. Cool. Uh, I was like, yeah. So that's what I want to do. And then I was in Chico like two weeks later. And, you know, it's expensive to move out to Colorado and yeah. do all the thing. And, yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, I'm driving back from Chico after hanging out with some of my friends that I had met at Burning Man. And I look up at a sign and it says, your art education starts here. And it's like Butte College. And I was like, could it be <laughs> oh, any shit. clearer? Like, here's a huge billboard that I'm like, this is, I'm on the road. And then I look up and it's like, oh yeah, That's by the awesome. way. I went know. to the fire academy at Butte College. Yeah. Yeah. So I get, so I. Alumnus, hold on, fist bump. <laughs> alumnus. Alumnus of Butte College. How funny. Um, so yeah, so I go there, but uh, I was living in Chico uh-huh. and I was just like, I don't want to go all the way out because it's weird. The campus is like 30 minutes from Chico or something. Weird. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to drive that far every day. I'll just go to the Chico campus that's okay. in Chico. Yeah. But they don't have any art classes. Oh. So huh. what's weird is I took a philosophy class. Yeah. An English class, a nutrition class, and an anthropology, magic, witchcraft, and religion class. That's awesome. Those are all good. Yeah. And little did I know that that was actually more geared towards my art than art yeah. classes would have been. Yeah. Very much so, so I took these classes. Um, everything went really well in the philosophy and the the anthropology class. You know, learn, basically you're learning about shamanism and the yes. magic, witchcraft, and religion. And then you're learning about Eastern religion in the um, philosophy of Eastern religions class. Yes. And did really well in those. Um, did really well in the nutrition class too, but I kept getting in arguments with the teacher because they're teaching us out of a book they that's were not telling the truth. Older nutrition yeah. information that's not really yeah. pertinent. Making anymore. people unhealthy. Yeah. But we won't get into that right now. <laughs> um, and then English class. Um, I'm a way better talker than I am writer, so I got a B in that class. I got A's in everything <laughs> else, but I got a B in that class. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, I do that and. Then I'm like, okay, you know, I'm kind of tired of Chico. You know, it's not really interesting. There's a lot of drinking that goes on. It wasn't really my vibe anymore. It's a party central school. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, I was like, all right, I'm going to party centered. I mean, I'm going to leave. I ended up moving in with my girlfriend in Portland. Um, that didn't last very long. Um, Portland's weird. Came back, came back <laughs> to California. I couldn't do the amount of clouds. The cloud cover would just do me in. I don't even know what it was. I just, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I was super into the girl too. And I was just like, I can't live here. It's like, <laughs> this is not my place, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I left um, and came back and then uh, stayed in, in Nevada city for a long time. Um, became a bartender, made bunches of money and then ended up moving out to Colorado. Oh, you ended up going to Colorado anyway. To Colorado. Well, it's for the school my or for best friend. Okay. Um, his little brother was playing football. So me and me and my best friend played football together. Um, well, I stood on the sideline. Um, he played football. Um, <laughs> and his little brother was um, playing football. He's like two years younger than us. And his brother was like this phenomenal football player, like uh-huh. all-star, crazy gotcha. football player. Gotcha. Um, they won the section championships. Uh, my team that I was on won the section championships. So it was kind of cool. We had like the bonding experience. You know, we got these fancy rings or whatever. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, so his brother gets a full ride scholarship to Colorado State. Oh, very and nice. when I found that out, I was like, hey, you know, let's let's move out with your brother. Let's move out to Colorado. <laughs> and, 
and he was support, down. Support team. Yeah, he was down. So we moved out to Colorado and like found an apartment out there and we're living out there. And um, that ended up being weird too. I never ended up going to to school in Colorado, gotcha. even though I learned a lot in Colorado. Um, it was the first place that I ever live painted. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I was I was just getting in at the time to making clothing. Um, That's right, because like you sew and you yeah, 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 yeah. making you clothing. Make stuff. I forgot. And so I started making clothing for go-go dancers. Awesome. For yeah, for shows, and uh, <sighs> I would dress like the Mad Hatter and dance on stage as the Mad Hatter at shows. It was crazy. It was crazy. Nice. Yeah. So I did that, and then I was live painting, and then um, decided to leave that place. Um, just another. It was another drinking, partying college town. And I came Colorado home. State too. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of Chico actually, except the football team's better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think does Chico even have a football team? Butte does, but Chico I'm State doesn't. I'm have not a sure. Team. I was a firefighter. I was I was I only going fighting fires. But now fires. Yeah. Well, I go into the bars in Chico uh on my days off and meeting girls and telling them I was a firefighter. Yeah. Awesome. Which is that awesome. Works. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Um Okay, can we let's we're gonna break for one second. Nobody out there is gonna really know the difference though. And break. <laughs> 